This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. The number, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go, and you can enjoy the features there for free. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And JJ. And Mark. So... It seems like every time, and I was telling you guys this before the show, it seems like every time I wake up, and I, I, you know, I like talk radio, so talk radio is my choice. How uh, many times a day do you wake up? To wake up to? Yeah. That is a good question. That is a really good actually, yeah. Today, three times. Wow. <laughs> you are pathetic. I was up late no, man, last night, right. Mark, working on the brand new Shire Society forums, which have been, uh, I, th- I think, uh, pretty successful. Thank in their, God. Are we free yet? Relaunch. We're working on it. Okay, good. Uh, you can go to forum.shiresociety.com. Jeez, if you're right. a Shire Society participant or interested, uh, you might find that interesting. But anyway, so that's what I was doing last night. And so uh, every it seems like every time I wake up, and I, I'm not exaggerating. I'll either hear if I'm if it's in the middle of like a talk show when I wake up, then the talk show host will be trashing Ron Paul. <laughs> yep. And if it's in the middle of the news, if I'll wake up to Did the you news, ever think you would hear Rush Limbaugh even say Ron Paul's name? I mean, because, y- you know, the, the, the original line is, hey, you don't talk about somebody. Well, who, uh, you know, what are they saying? That's that's trashing Ron Paul. I mean, what angle are they taking? Any one they possibly can. Uh, this uh, this evening when I woke up, uh, I heard this talk show host basically saying that Ron Paul is dangerous. Uh, you know, of course, he didn't say what he, to what he was dangerous. I presume to the status quo, yeah, exactly. to the state. Uh, the well, it, it means that if you uh, pull back the troops from the 130 plus nations on a thousand military bases, they are all over the world. That uh, we're all going to get killed, right? Yeah, the, the, the Muslim horde, the the riding yeah. cres- uh, sickle, um, you know, brigade will will ride in and destroy us all. And indeed. as if occupying their land is somehow keeping us free. Or uh, now, now the twist and the variant on this is that if the United States isn't the world's superpower, then who will be? Now, I think that this is an excellent question. And I'll tell you who it won't, um, you, know, they'll, you know, the idea is China or Russia, right? I well, nobody's going to be the world's superpower no. in the next uh, decade because the United States, if you look at the amount of military spending the United States has versus the rest of the world, the next five countries don't even stack up. So there won't be another um, you know, superpower. The United States could pull back all of its troops, bring all its ships within uh, – and, and uh, by the way, I've never even suggested its naval ships have to come all the way back. I don't think it nece- that necessarily ha- even has to be the case. Well, you're not Ron Paul, and I don't know what Ron – I don't know what he would say either, but I haven't heard him say that. Well, anyway, they're trashing on him uh, left and right. And as Lionel put it, who is one of my favorite talk show hosts, uh, who no longer hosts a talk show, unfortunately, but he does do a TV thing on WPIX in New York City and puts it on YouTube. I love his little saying, and I'm sure he borrowed it from someone, but you only take flack when you're over the target. Yeah. And Ron Paul is taking some serious flack. I mean, these guys are going at him with everything they can. They're talking about how terrible his foreign policy is. And, of course, that's one of Ron Paul's huge selling points. Yes. And some guy calls in uh, to rebut this because Ron Paul's got supporters everywhere. So you mentioned Ron Paul on the radio. There's a good chance if you're not screening right. all of them out uh, that you know, right. you're well, going to get a- And that's mostly what they're going to do. 
Well, I they, don't even bother calling in. <laughs> well, they let this guy on, and uh, and he you know pointed out that Ron Paul gets more donations from individuals than Mitt Romney does in, in a, the military. This is a Boston show that uh, that I was hearing, and he pointed out the military as well. Um, no, no, he said in, t- in general, just from individuals oh, yeah, compared you're to right, Romney. You're right. And so then he pointed out the military that he's the number one recipient of military contributions, like more more so than the others combined. And the host, all he could really come back with was, uh, "Where'd you get your information?" Aha, the internet, because he said it was uh, OpenSecrets.org, which is a website where they you know cite sources and like you know look into the actual election results and you know the right. the, the details on who gives to who. <laughs> well, the funny part is this host doesn't know that yeah. somehow. I mean, I don't know <laughs> the internet. <laughs> I don't know how you. May- Managed to dodge this piece of information and and call yourself a talk show host. That Ron Paul gets more donations from any individual from individuals out there and more from any um, from military. More money from I mean he's he's a racist. And then you know, of course he just, brings up well, the the newsletter comments that sure. have made such well, a big. It's stir. the best thing that they've it's got. All, the whole thing and you know the whole the world is actually round and, and the talk show host is no, it's not round. That's absurd. <laughs> Where you, you hear that? You can't wear. This is take him away. It's Change. This is well, crazy talk. You know, uh, JJ, you showed me the video, and I hadn't seen this. I'd seen it. People posted on Facebook, but I hadn't watched it. Um, but you showed me the video before the show of, um, you know, speaking of Ron Paul's racist comments, of a um, it was a, about a two and a half minute video of some black guy who was talking about his experience in the mid seventies of having a white girlfriend who was giving birth in a hospital where he couldn't even get a doctor to come. Oh, jeez. Ron Paul shows up. Takes care of the situation. Sadly, the child was stillborn. He told the guy, don't worry about it. I'll take care of the bill. Um, Take care of your wife. And he sent him home. And he said, I never received a bill. He's a racist. Right. So, I mean, (laughs) so, I mean, now, you know, Ron Paul's not a racist. He he has claimed not to have written those um, those newsletters. And I believe him. Now, but he I, won't say who did. Right. I mean, you know, there's there's the issue and, the, and it needs to be confronted. But I think that this is a great way that the campaign is is confronting it. Well, right. Especially since it happened in the 70s, which is prior to the sure. alleged newsletters or the newsletters. Sure. And- if he became a racist, if he became a racist, he did it in the uh, the mid to late 80s and then and then unbecame it again. Right. Because, you know, there's no evidence of him being one now. Interesting. The, there's no the, evidence. The of- video Mark is talking about is called The Compassion of Dr. Paul. And mm-hmm. it's uh, f- you can find it as uh, Revolution Pack. There is no evidence of Ron Paul. The compassion of Dr. Paul. The compassion of Dr. Paul. There is no evidence of uh, of Dr. Ron Paul being a a bigot. Oh, but that doesn't matter. They'll still... The newsletters. Right. It doesn't matter. They'll still get on the air and sure. still call him a they bigot. They can say whatever they and want. And say that he said those things in those They're newsletters. They're absolutely desperate, Ian. Well, well, They'll say anything. That, what Mark was saying earlier uh, this before the show is that the Iowa caucus, the the idea of the caucus is in jeopardy of being thought of as a sham You know, if he That's wins. Right. Yep. Know, the whole idea that if he wins, it invalidates the entire process. In fact, he actually made a statement. Like they, they make all the same statements. This guy made the, the the exact same statement on the air, saying that he actually admitted that he was sort of contra- basically contradicting himself. When on one hand he said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing poorly here, but he he essentially talked about the Iowa caucuses regards to Ron Paul and said, you know, uh, basically it means something, but it means nothing. <laughs> right. It means something for every one of the other candidates, but whatever, right. no matter where Ron Paul places, it doesn't matter. And yeah. that goes true for the New Hampshire primary and South Carolina and Nevada yeah, and, and every other wins. primary. Yeah. Right. Right. It, it just after the Iowa caucus, it's going to be, well, the caucus doesn't mean anything. It's just a sham. It was a fluke. 
It's all a fluke. They're they're they're, they're hacking into the computers with their anonymous and their uh, internets and <laughs> what stuff. What it shows yeah. is irrelevant. Is these old white Republicans just yakking on the yeah, radio? Yeah. Look, we bought your crap a decade ago. I did. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I yeah. bought the whole package. Yeah. I, you know, I got the T-shirt. I was ready to get the Republican tattoo. No kidding. And you wow. know, look, I'm sorry. You guys are living a decade ago. You cannot continue to tell the same bull crap over and over again and have people believe you. We had a completely Republican Congress, completely a Republican White House, and they grew the government by more than 60%. You know, Ron Paul has a lot of supporters, said the talk show host, but he's just fooled a lot of people. <laughs> he's fooling them. Oh, jeez. Right. right, so, you know, he's calling Ron Paul supporters dupes. I I was fooled by the Republican Party into believing that they were the party of small government. That's what I was fooled by. Well, we are the party of small government, Mark, but we understand we've got to have a strong national defense. Right. Let's grow the government so that we can have a smaller one. Yeah, (laughs) it's just a joke. And and it's what I think is apparent is the state-run media, or what I call the state-run media. Actually, it's the media that's in bed with the money that goes into politicians' pockets, blah, blah, blah. Sure. So... It's it's so interesting to see all these big talk shows coming out and acting all aggressive towards Ron Paul after ignoring so much of his success. And and it's just like, well, you can find out where the true colors are nowadays. You can Absolutely. See they are desperate. 855-450-FREE. The Stakel CAI toll free line. Ron Paul is, is clearly making an impact and making a difference. And these people are running scared. 855-450-FREE. You take control. What are some of the most absurd things you've heard about Ron Paul? Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you to bring up what you want, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we give to you there. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com features, including listening options. You can get tuned in via our broadband and dial-up versions of the show. Available 24-7, the latest edition of Free Talk Live is being streamed. For free at freetalklive.com. Actually, go to listen.freetalklive.com to get right to the streams. And also information about our great radio stations, over 100 of them from coast to coast that carry the show at various times throughout the week. Our satellite listening options, including two XM satellite radio channels, as well as our free-to-air channel up on uh, KU Band. Webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. All of it at listen.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get Every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. 
Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts. You can bring up whatever you want. Ron Paul continuing to be under fire because he's making a difference. Uh, The Republican talk show hosts out there hate him. And uh, first, we'll go to Mark listening in New York. Uh, Mark, your thoughts are welcome on whatever's on your mind. Go ahead. You're on Free Talk Live. Good show tonight, gentlemen. Just keep... Ron Paul, Ron Paul, all the way. Well, I mean, we'd rather talk about other things besides Ron Paul, but hey, he's in the news, and they can't shut up about him, so uh, it's it's worth talking about. Yeah, if they do their job, we'd we'd talk about other things. (laughs) Go ahead, sir. Uh, The first thing, real quick, is uh, the suicide rate for our soldiers coming home has surpassed the the boys that were killed on the line of duty. That surpassed that a little while ago, did it it not? Probably. I just heard about it. Okay. Yep. That's true. And the other thing was... I'm I'm like I'm 52 years old. I've been I voted for Ronald Reagan twice. That's how long I've been involved with this stuff. But it amazes me how years ago, when they used to have a debate, they would bring up how do you feel about abortion, abortion, and they would ask him about war, and they would speak as a diplomat. Well, now that's all changed. They were asking Ron Paul these questions: When are you going to kill? That's the way I looked at it. Mm. When are you going to kill? Well, they asked Newt Gingrich in November, the third uh, debate in November. And they said to him, what would you do with Iran? And these are his exact words. He said, I'd go in there, black ops, I would take out their scientists, their infrastructure, and shut down the central bank. And people started clapping. And then he said, and and, and you can look on the Internet, and it's all right there. And he said, the best thing about it, it's all deniable. And I said to myself, wait a minute. I called a couple hosts. I said, all deniable? You just said on national television you're going to do yeah. it. <laughs> and they were clapping, boys. They were clapping. Yeah, it's I sick. said, what are these people clapping about? And why are you asking these guys now, when will you kill? Is that what we are? Kill, kill, well, kill? Well, right. I mean, the, 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 the president is essentially the head killer. I mean, he's the man that orders the hits. He's the guy that, I mean, he doesn't actually do the, the dirty work himself. Uh, but he's the one who's responsible and hey, for look, a lot you, of it. If I pay a hitman, I'm still a murderer. Right. Exactly. Show us how bloodthirsty you are. I mean, essentially, that's what this is. And things haven't changed that much from the times when people would crowd around to go and watch uh, somebody be executed. So, I mean, certain people, these guys know that the the people they're they're pandering to have a certain bloodthirsty – uh, a certain bloodthirsty element that uh, that they're dealing with. Yeah, I think also for the status quo – they need to know the war is going to continue because they depend upon this sort of uh, bubble and burst cycle and the war, the war profiteering and, and just keeping that machine going. That's that's the yeah. whole, only thing they care about, because if that machine stops, then, you know, there's going to be a lot of, of chaos in the marketplace, I think. Exactly. Mark, anything exactly. else you want to share tonight? No, keep up the good work, man. And thanks for the call. I, I appreciate every night. All right, I appreciate hearing from you, Mark. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You know, the Republican Party is a kind of an, an amalgamation of, uh, of of several different areas, but they've definitely got the hawks, you know, the people that want war. Yeah, for sure. Um, that believe it's a good solution. I'm not saying that I don't think a strong national defense is a deterrent to uh, to, to invasion, but, you know, frankly... I don't think there's much of a problem with invasion in the United States. I just don't nah. think it's a, it's a big issue. I don't think Canada's going to roll across the border. I don't think Mexico's going to roll across the border. I think the biggest problem facing United States national security is the overspending of its government. And part of that overspending and comes the in the area of, of, um, of, of national defense. 
and the reach because the overspending goes along with the reach as well where they're in 130 something countries uh, around the world and only Ron Paul is talking truth on you know the issue of foreign policy and people can hear it anybody that pays attention will know what Ron Paul is saying and, and like the gentleman said on one of the videos uh, black people for Ron Paul videos on YouTube is look all you have to do is is check him out check him out and he's you know you find out he's telling the truth unlike Obama and these other cats who are lying through their teeth every chance they get I think also he's he's the peace candidate that's available right now he's pretty much the only one, the only one. on on either side cuz yeah. clearly Obama is war so on either side he is the only peace candidate Right. You know, and this is a, it brings up an interesting point is if uh, uh, Obama and Ron Paul were the, uh, the the choices in the general election, you know, a lot of people would defect from the Democrats to the Republicans in order to vote for Ron Paul because he's a more peace oriented candidate. I don't think as nearly as many people would defect from the Republican Party to vote for Obama because he's the war candidate. I think they'd suck it up and say, well, he's the Republican. I and don't know. I don't know either. I don't know because even uh, you know, old Newt Gingrich said he wouldn't vote for Ron Paul. He said well, he'd vote for. Uh, he did Obama. retracted it and said, "I'm not sure." Oh, he did. <laughs> yes, and Santorum said that he would vote for Ron Paul if he was the nominee. Yep. Let's talk to David, listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, David. Hey, what's on? Uh, I was just going to say, did you all hear about Gary Johnson and that? He's going to maybe be on a Republican, I mean, a Libertarian ticket, and that that maybe that's going to make it so that it isn't just going to be like when it comes down to the final debates, it's not going to be just a Republican. And a oh, no, 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 David. I'm sorry to be, to be the bearer of bad news. You're right only on one, uh, one point, and that is that Gary Johnson is throwing his hat into the ring, from what I understand, into the Libertarian nomination. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's going to get the nomination. It means he has to go up against the other people. I think people he that- probably will. Well, I don't know, Mark. Are you in touch with who's running for the Libertarian Party? No, but I mean, he's, okay, well, he's got a huge name. So, uh, so you don't know who's going to win. I mean, there's a chance it could be Gary Johnson. Maybe r- be. The Libertarians have never had a chance to at a uh, elected governor um, being their nominee for president. I don't know, Mark. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I know that the Libertarians have lost their way recently, and they voted he would in, help them find it. If they that... voted in Bob Barr in the last election, yep. and then you know Bob Barr he's went disgusting. and endorsed Newt Gingrich uh, recently, which I think really just shows Do how you guys sad. Think- but the other thing is, David, that you don't yeah. that you're in, unfortunately incorrect about is that there's no way in hell that the Republicans and Democrats will allow a Libertarian to debate them. Uh, they are already pissed off enough that Ron Paul has been allowed in the debates, right. and so there's no way it, it just won't happen. Back in the 1990s, when Ron, uh, when Ross Perot got in, well, it, it would. It, it, I say now that if there's a chance that a a third or fourth person on that stage could hurt Ron Paul's chances of they winning against Obama? Yes. I see where you're coming from there. That's a legitimate thing to say. But in the history, the recent history, you're right. Libertarians, Green Party, uh, Natural Law Party, none of these third parties have been allowed into the debates, and it's one of the things that they've really been trying hard to make happen. But essentially, the Republicans and Democrats got together after the Ross Perot campaign, when Ross Perot got like 19% of the popular vote, and they said, we this can't not this happen. happen anymore. 855-450-FREE. Uh, more coming up. Your thoughts. Welcome. Free talk. The LC9 Center Fire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9, it's mine and it's American. 
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. What are some of the most absurd attacks you've heard against Ron Paul thus far? 855-450-FREE because they are on an all-out assault across the mainstream media. And so, you know, I, I've got to say, when um, earlier I was... I was a little skeptical that the media really hated Ron Paul, that they were, you know, out to get him. I thought you just he, thought they were ignoring him. Just I cause? thought that they thought, well, you know, this guy can't win. So we're not going to, you know, we're not going to besmirch our credibility by talking about him. But I figured they'd talk about anybody that they thought could win. And now it's pretty obvious Ron Paul actually can do quite well. I mean, look at in he's Iowa. A top he's, two. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a top two. he's a top two in Iowa and in New Hampshire. Right. So he's a front runner. Right. So that's a primary and a caucus. So they can say whatever they want to say about it. And they're they're I mean, it sounds like all out attacks to me. That's right. So we'll continue that in a moment. Also, take your calls about whatever you want at 855-450-FREE. Now that the holidays have come and gone, it's uh, time to get serious about your New Year's resolutions. For 2012, resolve to protect your most valuable asset, your family. Daily, we hear about all the crazy things happening around the world, unemployment, food shortages, natural, natural disasters, just to name a few. For my preparation, I recommend wisefoodstorage.com. Wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are prepackaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25 year shelf life you can visit wisefoodstorage.com to request a free entree sample see how it, you can prepare these meals in just minutes with uh, but simply by adding water for a limited time you can use uh, promo code ftl to get no cost shipping on any order that's wisefoodstorage.com call 855 food wise it's 855 food wise wisefoodstorage.com use uh, pr- Promo code FTL to get your free entree sample and a free shipping on any order. Talk to Matt, listening in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Well, Ian, JJ, and Mark, how are you guys tonight? Super, hey. Matt. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I heard today, I was wondering if you guys had heard anything about this and what you what your thoughts would be. I heard that the uh, Republican Party announced that it is suddenly going to take the uh, the votes from the Iowa caucus and count them in some undisclosed location. Uh, yes, we were exposed. Everybody can't see it. Yeah, this was explained to us in uh, in detail uh, last night. Um, I I think that means that, uh, from what I understand, there's still the possibility that people could go and observe this vote count. Uh, but then again, I guess you have to be a Republican insider or something like in order, something like that, in order to. I don't know the the, the, the the what they're saying is is that the Occupy movement, and apparently they are, the Occupy movement is intending to come and infiltrate their caucus, and uh, that they don't want any more uh, you know disruption than they necessarily need. So they're doing this to combat it. So do you think that this is an attempt to uh, to nullify? Uh uh, Ron Paul's uh, popularity. It sure seems like it on its face. I I don't know for sure, but yeah, I mean, it's I don't know how the, I don't know how Iowa counts their votes, um, but I think that it would be difficult in New Hampshire to um, to to mess up the voting because it's paper ballots and that kind of thing. So I tend to think in these early uh, primaries that you know that you'll probably see what the results are. I I don't have a lot of faith in the Diebold voting machines. Is that um, what they have in Iowa? 
I don't think they do. Oh, okay. I mean, these are this is caucus. I can't imagine that people have a you know a a bank of but ten Diebold machines that just people. Just to clarify, the caucus is not state run, correct? The caucus is all within the party. That's isn't correct. That right? Right. So that's why they can do that. It's their little party thing and they can count their votes, I guess, however they darn well please. And I think you're right, Matt. I mean, if you look at what happened in 2008 with Ron Paul and when remember when the Ron Paul delegates or whatever went to the uh, state conventions and they turned off microphones and they, you know, they they were shaking them down with yeah. security and they were just doing everything they could. To I would not throw be surprised wrench, to see a certain amount of that. Yeah. To throw a wrench into the Ron Paul machine, so to speak. And uh, it was just the most desperate tactics so it wouldn't surprise me if you're absolutely right and this is a desperate attempt on their part to attempt to uh to shut ron paul out of the race all of a sudden he'll he'll show up in fifth place in iowa which you know will be completely preposterous but it'll do right. official votes and, and so how could anybody even even trust that then how is anybody going to be able to trust the entire uh voting uh I don't personally. I would like with like uh, Marcus was saying with the Diebold machines. I don't see how anybody can even trust the voting process at all anymore. Yep, I heard you. I, you know, I mean, what what do you do in that circumstance? You know, I mean, you can choose not to vote. You can. It is, it, yeah, it is a tough circumstance to be in. I did hear the the gentleman that I heard ranting about this was talking uh, was was talking about um, uh, becoming violent. Well, which I don't agree with at all. Well, it doesn't surprise me, though. I mean, I, I know what it's like. I know the feeling. I've been there. Well, and yeah, when you, have the, when you take away the ballot box and the soap box from people, I mean, honestly, all they feel like they have left is the bullet box. Now, the bullet box... It's a cliche for a reason, yeah, I suppose. It, it, it is, it, it's not an effective way to get what you want. It's not going to get what you want. I don't, um, you know, it, it's not going to work. No, it's going to be your last blast because you're going yep. to die. Hey, thanks, Matt, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855 855- 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But I get it. Like, I get the anger. I used to be there. The results aren't going to be. I mean, you know, you, it's, it can be your last blast, but. If the results were there, people would do it. That's why they have suicide bombers in countries that are occupied, because it's going to be somewhat effective to their mind. They're going after the enemy, which is the other people of the other you know, race or right, ethnicity. Right, but they know that if they attack them outright, they would just die anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's no point. It's, it's not meant to actually win anything. It's just meant to inflict some sort of revenge or, or vengeance type mentality but here um you know the media is going to spin it in such a fashion that you just look like a crazy nut job and you're actually right. going and you're to a ron paul supporter right the right. results are going to Imagine. be worse not better than than what you had hoped i think we're gonna also going to see a lot of ron paul supporters that come up in news stories as far as oh and this person did bad and guess what they were a ron paul supporter Uh uh-huh yep i bet you're right because you know ron paul himself is unassailable so why not attack his supporters exactly right and pretend as though well if you're a ron paul supporter ron paul must agree with you 100 percent right like when remember when they went after him for uh taking this was in 2007 yeah, i saw an article on this taking money from the, uh, some what is it the stormfront Storm or something like that I, I guess it's a white power group on the yes. internet and somebody noticed that they had donated to his campaign and they you know said how can you take money from these people and ron paul pointed out well isn't the money better off in my hands than in the hands of the racists I mean, yeah, right, right, right. and I'd like to I really want to know, are you telling me Stormfront has never donated to a, a presidential campaign right. before this? 
and therefore, um, you know, who did they who did they donate to, mm-hmm. and what you know, why didn't the, the media uh, you know talk about that? I yeah. mean, are there no racist organizations that have donated to Republican campaigns in the last twenty years? It's one thing to take money from racists. It's another thing to actually adjust your platform for them. So, like, for instance, sure. we've got the Free Talk Live AMP program here where listeners uh, give $3 a month to Free Talk Live. I don't know what the belief systems of all those people are. I mean, I'd like to think they're mostly in line with the way we think of, on the show because, obviously, why else would they give us money? But, uh, you know, who knows? There was one time when somebody tried to buy a banner ad on Free Talk Live, and, you know, I, I like to check the URLs before we put a banner up for somebody, and sure enough, this guy was advertising some sort of a, a white power website, and no, <laughs> you can't advertise with Free Talk Live. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. In the same way, if some white power group came up to Ron Paul and said, we'll give you all this money if you just blah, 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 you know, speak out against whatever it is, or, or even or whatever, if they don't say it. What if they say, well, here's some money, we're not going to tell you to do anything? If they don't say anything, then it's just money coming in. Then take it. Spend it on good things rather than evil, which yeah. is what they would be spending it on otherwise. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, I mean, is it, he's going he's gonna to spend it on making corrugated plastic sp- signs that say Ron Paul on them. That's yeah. racist? one 855 the SACL-CAI toll-free line. More hubbub about Ron Paul coming up as a certain American idol has uh, come out in favor of Ron Paul and really stirred it up on her Facebook page uh, recently. Like, I think it was last night. Very, very recently. And this is uh, big news. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. You can take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Tombstone Pizza. With multiple varieties to choose from, there's a Tombstone Pizza that's sure to please your family. What do you want on your tombstone? Family dinner is important, but who says it has to be at the table? When life gets busy and the pressure is on, pull out the good paper plates and settle in for pizza and a movie. It's fun, easy, and memorable for the whole family. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything that you want. The number, 855-453. It's a sickle CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we give to you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to support Free Talk Live, shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. There are links to Amazon there. You go into the appropriate Amazon link for you, wherever you live. There's different Amazons for different parts of the world. And then you can order whatever is you need or want, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the sale. Just start your shopping through shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. It's that simple. You get what you're looking for, and we get a cut. Shop.freetalklive.com. So as we continue to discuss the phenomenon that is Ron Paul... A man who is bringing people to the ideas of liberty in a way that no one has heretofore been able to accomplish. There's no one 
like Ron Paul. No. I mean, there are people like Ron Paul with similar beliefs as Ron Paul, but no one with the ability to bring the message out in the same way, with the same attention being given to it, with the same hatred uh, being showered upon him. I mean, the, the haters be hating when it comes to Ron Paul, and, you know, he can handle it, and he's doing a great job out there. He's definitely a combination of certain qualities that had to have happened. In order for this to be successful, you have to have someone who is consistent and principled mm-hmm. you have to have someone who has a long history someone Track who, record someone who has is former military a doctor someone that deals i mean right. not a the lawyer. fact that they that this is a doctor who delivered babies is instantly sympathetic mm-hmm. and so all of these qualities bring about a character that is is very difficult to challenge and to impeach. Add in that you got a pretty humble guy as well. I mean, he's kind of been he's been a little less humble recently, and he's kind of taken in, into his I guess being a little more comfortable in his role as a as a front runner and in you know not being so afraid to uh, t- take a jab at one of the competing candidates. But otherwise, he's a really nice, like approachable kind of guy. He is a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, there's very little that you can go after him on. I mean, there's uh, the these newsletters they've gone after him on is really the the only thing. His age, uh, you know, it's going to be difficult. But he's a really spry seventy six. Well, yeah, he, he runs a lot, I guess. Still, he still bikes, runs a bicyclist, bikes and da- yeah. daily. I mean, if I don't even exercise that often, right? right. <laughs> he's probably in better shape than I am. Probably true. And you know, uh, I mean, the the fact is that people are living longer, and their um, you know, their minds are sharp longer than they used to be. So. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's pretty sharp old cookie, no doubt about it. In fact, uh, coming up, uh, there's one young lady who is a former American Idol champ uh, that has come out in favor of Ron Paul. But first, let's talk to Bob listening in. Bob, where are you listening to Free Talk Live? Okay, I'm in Cape May, New Jersey. Uh, I'm listening on the uh, station out of Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, W. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize we were on WGMD tonight. That's Uh, uh, you're you're on for tonight, but I'm going to. You know, streamy also. Uh, I like what you're talking about. Excellent. So I'm glad to know. I guess their night guys taking a night off. They like to put Free Talk Live they to, pop us in. to fill yep. in the gaps, which I always appreciate. So welcome to everybody listening in uh, Rehoboth Beach. But go ahead, Bob. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, it's nothing new with the Republic, what the Republican establishment is, is doing to Ron Paul, the, uh, the, the garbage that's being thrown at him uh, from publications like the Weekly Standard. Uh, you know, you, it happened to Pat Buchanan uh, in the mid-'90s. Sure, and it happened to Ron Paul in 2007. But what's new is the the amount of it, and the you know the fact that you can't turn on talk radio without them trashing Ron Paul. At least I haven't been able to. Uh, it's, he's all over the place now, and they hate that, and they're responding in a much more uh, vitriolic fashion, I think, than ever before. Yeah, and and you know, unfortunately, you know, the the, the, the only way to combat this is for the, the the voters to really take their time, study the issues, and really become educated. Ron Paul voters know the issues. Sure. You know, Ron Paul voters know that you know, Ron Paul is the only one who's really telling the truth in this in this campaign. And and you know it's 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 I, I don't know if if that's ever going to happen because unfortunately the the voting process is just it's determined by sixty second thirty second sound bites. It's determined by huge money, and it's on the real losers are the uh, you know are are the taxpayers. No, I agree with you. I think there are always those people out there that don't pay much attention, but 
there's certainly no excuse to not be informed, right? I mean, obviously we know people are going to be uninformed. They're going to check a box based on how they feel about how someone looks. Those people are always going to exist. But as far as the people who are informed now, there can be more of them than ever before because there's more information available to our fin- fingertips. I mean, if you want to know what Ron Paul stands for, it's not hard to go and figure it out with uh, with Google and YouTube and uh, and stuff like that. So. Well- I think also that under the current circumstances, there is no like big Republican or GOP type person out there. There's no like Ronald Reagan type person. There's no like leader among the party. It's sort of fragmented in that there's so many individuals vying for power and trying to put their name out there that I think as far as the GOP, less Ron Paul, it's it's just uh, a bunch of basically screaming kids demanding they get their pudding and I think that there isn't much competition there. There isn't much going on. There isn't much to be worried about other than just the attacks. I mean, that's really all they can do is is throw mud and scream and, and yep. shout. But I don't think they're really going to be able to do much else. And a lot of people are waking up to the ideas just that the government and the state of affairs is is out of control. Well, you know, they're 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 going to they're waking up because of the the terrible economy that we've been living through lately and and they're finally seeing what what excessive intrusive government is is doing to our our personal freedoms and liberties uh but you know are enough people going to pay attention or you know look a lot of these these voters are you know they're more interested in what's on you know on 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 the boob tube in terms of well, the good news is Kelly Clarkson from American Idol has come out in favor of Ron Paul. So eventually, I mean, if Ron Paul keeps this up, there's going to be crossover into things like Dancing with the Stars. Maybe we'll even put Ron Paul on uh, Dancing with the Stars uh, after this. Thanks, Bob, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Uh, Kelly Clarkson on her, uh, I guess, Facebook page last night, or it's like some sort of thing that syndicates to her Facebook page. Uh, has endorsed Ron Paul, and it stirred up quite the political tempest, as is described over at the AFP's story about this. She tweeted out that uh, she loves Ron Paul. Uh, She says, I liked him a lot during the last Republican nomination, and no one gave him a chance. Uh, She also says, if he wins the nomination for the Republican Party in 2012, he's got my vote. Too bad he probably won't. Well, also, uh, Michelle Branch commented on this tweet by Kelly Clarkson saying, I wholeheartedly agree. So there's another. Yep. Another uh, young female uh, pop star who has come out in favor Which of course, Ron Paul. Uh, Joe Rogan from Fear Factor. Sure. I mean, I mean, I, it would be interesting to see the, the celebrity endorsement list for Ron Paul. Yeah, I would Paul. love to see that. Uh, several fans responded by reminding Clarkson of Paul's social conservative views, with some going so far as to brand the libertarian as a racist and a homophobe, and others tweeting that he was not. Uh, then they go on to say here that uh, I'm flabbergasted. This is one of the critics. I'm flabbergasted that an artist with such a huge f- gay fan base would publicly support Ron Paul. What what did Ron Paul do to the gay people? What, what, when did this one come out? Uh, there was one vote um, at one point about gay marriage. I think it was you know gay adoption in uh, D.C. that had some aspect that uh, he he found you know unacceptable. I don't think he you know he's not anti-gay. I no. don't think there's much there's not much much you can point to to do that to, to say that i mean well you could just say it there's the borat there's there's that borat video right. where um where he was made a little uncomfortable by extraordinarily uh, uncomfortable the guy was like licking his face or something I, that I, wasn't know, was, borat though that was uh that was his other character yeah his other character the, whatever the gay is. fashion designer guy. yeah and uh, you bruno know, Bruno. Bruno. And so they, you know, treated Ron Paul as as the dupe in their joke. And I think he got up and called him a 
you know, some kind of epithet, uh, you know, having to do with uh, being gay or something no, like that. No, he, walk he out said the there's, you know, there's a gay in there or something like he's gay in there or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something. I mean, you know, <laughs> he was very uncomfortable. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, situation. I would be too. That if was some a guy freaky situation. Crawling all over me on TV. Yeah. <laughs> so she then kind of, uh, she backtracked a little bit saying she was sorry if she offended anyone. She doesn't support racism. She does support gay rights, straight rights, women's rights, men's rights, white, black, purple, orange rights. She said, I like Ron Paul because he believes in less government and letting the people, all of us, make the decisions and mold our country. That's all. But those people don't the, want that. Out of all the Republican <laughs> nominees, he's my favorite. And, I mean, she was hounded big time by haters. I mean, the haters came out. And, you know, when you get into the public spotlight, and I'm sure Kelly Clarkson knows this, uh, you know, people people are going to hate. They're no, this you. is all good. Everything that's – this is very good because it's going to separate the people who are just dumb, who are just plain falling into line because they have no thoughts of their own. And those individuals who actually have some, some intelligence who are fans of Kelly Clarkson right. are going to go, well, wait a minute. Well, all these people are attacking her. I don't. Maybe this isn't right. Let me check it out for myself. Well, mm-hmm. here's her quote. She says, "Man, my eyes have been open to so much hate tonight. If y'all ever disagree with something I say, please don't feel the need to attack me. I'll just listen to what you say and any articles or viewpoints you might have when you um, say it with respect. Being hateful is not a healthy way to get people to see or hear you. Absolutely." You go, girl. 855-453. Nice response. More coming up here. Hour number two is next. You take control. Free Talk Live. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. And when you go to the website, you can actually control the content. So if you find something online that you think is interesting... You think our listeners might appreciate knowing about it. You submit it as show prep to the website. Others then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've suggested. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site. So it's a, like a liberty-oriented, socially bookmarking website or social bookmarking site. And folks seem to like it, so maybe you will too. Go to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. As we continue here, there's a little bit more news about Ron Paul, and then JJ, you will be uh, informing us about the movie industry and whether or not they're really having a tough time because of of piracy, which is what they like to claim. But is that really true? We'll get into uh, some of the details on that. 855-450-FREE, again, is the toll-free number. So not only uh, has... Ron Paul been endorsed by uh, Kelly Clarkson, who is, of course, a huge you know, pop star. Also, uh, Michelle Branch came out That's in right. favor of uh, Ron Paul. There was a huge, I guess, outpouring of both hatred and support on Kelly's Facebook page. But what I'd be interested in seeing is you know, when this all settles about this Ron Paul 
fervor uh, surrounding Kelly Clarkson. Will she come out of it with more likes on her Facebook page or fewer? Because I can tell you, I clicked the like button. And I bet you a whole bunch of Ron Paul supporters around the country were getting word of that. Well, this was on a uh, it was this was a tweet, as I understand it. Well, initially. no, I don't know if it was a tweet or what it was, but it did. Uh, it probably was a tweet. It might have been one of those programs that do things. everything. Right, they've got these syndicator things that where you type it in in one place and it goes to fifteen different places or something like that. Yeah, because Kelly Clarkson isn't running her own Facebook profile, but it does have Facebook posts there that appear from her. There's also someone else who talks about Kelly in the third person as well about like tour dates and things like that. Um, okay. So, so anyway, I just thought uh, you know I think it's very interesting. It'll be interesting to see you know if if somebody's paying any attention to that. Does she have more likes after coming out for uh, for Ron Paul, or did she, uh, did her amount of likes? fall decrease yeah Yeah. did did people unlike her because oh my god she likes ron paul yeah it's terrible no i mean when you are pop uh, you know a pop star when you are in the public eye like that taking a political position can be a fairly risky thing to do indeed it is i mean you know there there isn't a right answer there right i mean there isn't a candidate that she could have said i really like so and so and that's going to go well yeah, you're going to piss somebody off when you take a position like that. So it's a risky thing to do. I mean, you look at the uh, the Dixie Chicks and what happened to them oh, uh, wow. years ago for coming out against uh, Bush's war. Mm-hmm. They were excoriated by the country music fans. Now, this young lady is uh, is listened to on, I think, a much wider basis than... You she's know, definitely pop. Yeah, she's so. definitely a pop star. So she has probably a younger audience and a more diverse audience than, say, a country star... Yeah, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say it's mostly white people that uh, that listen to country <laughs> music. And so she's got a more diverse audience, and I think that uh, that's a good thing because more people need to hear about Ron Paul, and they need to see people who aren't kind of, you know, the political establishment talking about him. People who are in pop culture, people who are on, you know, American Idol and Dancing with the Stars or The Tonight Show, uh, which, of course, if you haven't seen Ron Paul's appearance on The Tonight Show, it's incredible. Yeah, he really um, knocks it out of the park. Right, please go and you know take a moment and watch Ron Paul's appearance from 2011, because I guess he was on before in the original campaign. Yeah, like 2007. 2007. Uh, but the 2011 appearance where Leno was incredible to Ron Paul. I mean, just gave him plenty of time to speak, asked some really good questions. I mean, you really couldn't have asked for a better interview than that. But Ron Paul cropping up in these places, I mean, he's been on The Daily Show. He's been on The Tonight Show. He's got uh, people like Kelly Clarkson and Michelle Branch coming out in his corner. I mean, this this is Ron Paul breaking into the world of pop culture. And think about how important that is, because it's easy for us, and we've complained about it before on this program, like, mm. oh, you know, people are just distracted with their Dancing with the Stars and their American Idol, and they're busy, you know, doing yeah, all this bread and that's circuses. A, but that's a reality. It is a reality. But here's Ron Paul cracking into that world with with who he is. And, you know, maybe there are some of these people that are paying attention to Kelly Clarkson. and They've never heard of Ron Paul. And all of a sudden, there's all of this uh, upstart about Ron well, Paul and Kelly Clarkson. When and they're going to go the, and look at him. When you look at the polls, Americans are sick and tired of the wars. They're sick of them. Mm-hmm. So Ron Paul's position should appeal to a great deal of people now you know some of the people that appeals to some of his other positions don't appeal to but you know 
that's that's the way it is. That's the way politics is. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody, that you've got to hold your nose and vote for the lesser of two evils. I've been doing it all my life, and I'll be doing it with Ron Paul. As far as I'm concerned, he's not the perfect candidate because I'm not running. So um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mark. And, and really, that's what uh. it boils down to, though. What candidate can possibly share all of your views? That's true. They can. They can. So Ron I mean, Paul you know, comes it's, darn close. Though. Darn if if close. you've got uh, right, if you've got the position that uh, government is, uh, you know, evil, then fine. I get where you're coming from, but your candidate isn't running, and he's not going to win. Nobody isn't going to win this year again. So I plan on singing some uh, Kelly Clarkson in in honor of this at uh, this week's karaoke. Have you sung Kelly Clarkson before? Oh yes. Oh well, I, come I, on, you're being facetious. I know right? I am. Okay. Eight five five four fifty free. The uh, the toll free number here tonight. You can't. I bring love up that song want. of hers. It's the most disempowered song uh, written <laughs> all, in the, the entire all, millennium. <laughs> all you 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 people who are fans of Ian, you really need to come to the Shire and listen to Ian sing karaoke. Oh, you there, really, there are much better reasons. To no, come no, no, to, uh, the Shire. no. There, there are some funny things to see there. It's a good time. What was the the one the rap that you did with a hotel motel holiday? Inn? Oh, that's uh, the rapper's delight. Rapper's delight. Yeah, I, I'm I sure Hill that. gang. Yeah. Uh, so Ron Paul is a dangerous man, according to the union leader. Now this is the number really? one newspaper in New Hampshire. Yeah, the it's, big uh, Republican paper. Right. It's published in, I guess, the Manchester area, but it's distributed all over the state. And uh, this is the editorial from the publisher. <laughs> this is the guy who is in charge of the paper. Yeah. I think it's so funny to see these dead tree, um, you know, editorial things coming out because, hey, look, everybody in the newspaper business, you're supposed to be in the news business. Stop giving your opinion. Well, I mean, I do, cares I do a news show with opinion on it, too. What? Uh, Where? Free Keen Radio News or Radio Free Keen News. And uh, Free Keen TV is a news show with opinion on That's it. That's right. So, hey, so what? You've got to give the news, news in order to give an opinion on the news. Right. Right. Well, that's so, what I try to do. But that's not what newspapers are supposed to be about. Newspapers are supposed to be about reporting things. I just but newspapers I, have had editorials forever. I know. Mark. I just find them. Uh, you know, it's, what, what's it's wrong pathetic. with news agencies having opinions? I, it's, I, Come on. Do you think they really got? I into think the it's hastening to- their uh, their inevitable des- demise. Well, I think that every everyone has their opinion and is very yes. clear what it is and what's new. I mean, Fox News has their opinion, and MSNBC has their opinion, and those two are more clear than than most. And the newspapers are also pretty clear about their opinions. They're all pro-state. Most of their opinions are pro-government. Uh, so, if, you know, if they're going to give their opinion, give it in in the form of an opinion. I find Ron Paul's it says views right to be, here: home opinion editorials. Opinion. Yeah, that's what he says. Opinion at the top. Right. But it's opinion. It's not so, written in the form of opinion. He is dangerous. Is not an opinion. <laughs> Well, I think that's a, that's an opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's it's stated that he's dangerous. It's stated in the form of a fact. My opinion is he's dangerous. I think he's dangerous. I see what Those you're are saying. what. That's how you state an opinion. Well, thank you for the critique, Mark. But I think it's pretty clear that this is this man's opinion. Anyway, he goes on to say, but he does control the most influential newspaper in uh, the state of New Hampshire. So while his domestic libertarian views are quite attractive to some voters fed up with politics as usual, it is Paul's position on our issues of national security that are truly dangerous. Those views have been largely overlooked by a news media more interested in the presidential horse race than in the candidates' positions on the issues. But we expect New Hampshire primary voters will examine the facts and act accordingly. A Wall Street Journal columnist notes that Paul is, quote, a leading spokesman for and recycler of the long and familiar litany of charges that point to the United States as a leading agent of evil and injustice, the militarist victimizer of millions who want only to live in peace, unquote. 
Perhaps this warped view is why Paul believes that al-Qaeda terrorists caught in the United States ought to be treated as common criminals, not as enemy combatants. He wants them read Miranda rights, to which they are not entitled. And he wants them tried and sentenced in civil courts rather than by military tribunals. How dare he right. suggest that all human beings have the same rights? 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. More about why this jackass thinks Ron Paul is truly dangerous in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 855-453. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Uh, We will invite you to the website. Uh, You can go and get interactive in various different ways. Our webcam actually has the chat room built into it, so you can go watch and listen to the show while interacting with other Free Talk Live listeners. And you can do it for free, of course, over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. If you smoke, you know it's not good for you. There are other options for you, though. There's the e-cigarette, and the best-made e-cigarette on the market today is made by Vaporsmiths.com. You can get one for free. Actually, you can get two of them for free, plus a charger, by purchasing 40 cartomizers. Those are the things that go on the end of the e-cigarette that contain the nicotine and the uh, the sort of food chemicals and that uh, you know create the vapor that kind of thing the flavorings yeah the flavorings nice. uh, some of the you know some really great flavorings they've got cherry vanilla strawberry cloves classics menthol I think vanilla is my favorite but uh, menthol's maybe a close second I like the strawberry personally but um you know you you can pick your favorite too um it's vaporsmiths.com you can go over there and all you have to do is purchase the 40 cartomizers i think they cost 70 bucks for 40 of them uh each cartomizer contains as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes and you know that you can't get 40 packs of cigarettes for 40 for 70 dollars so go over there get the uh, free kit use coupon code ftl buy the 40 cartomizers and you'll get free shipping too it's vaporsmiths.com or 855 to get vapor Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR, coupon code FTL. We continue with more news about the attacks on Ron Paul. Earlier today, the union leader, the one of the more widely distributed New Hampshire newspapers, has gone out on the offensive against Ron Paul with an article, an opinion piece from their head, like the guy who is the publisher of the New Hampshire union leader. Uh, Joe McQuaid is his name. He's come out and called Ron Paul truly dangerous saying that al-Qaeda terrorists caught in the United States ought to be treated as common criminals. Or, excuse me, he's saying, Paul is saying this, uh, that uh, al-Qaeda terrorists should be treated as common criminals, not enemy combatants. He wants them to be read their rights, to which they are not entitled, and he wants them to be tried and sentenced. I mean, please, at this point, more than two-thirds of people that uh, take a felony to trial get found guilty 
I mean, and this is it is in a in a country where fewer than one percent of the people that are charged with a crime end up with that crime in court. So you're talking about less than a quarter. Fewer than one quarter of one percent of the people that are charged with a crime in this country are found not guilty. This is the thing that this guy's scared about. Well, yeah, I mean, people like this guy believe that there's actually some, uh, I guess, justice in the justice system, and that it actually works, and that you if know, that's that, what he's scared of, then they should. What, what's the what's the fear there? And that criminals can take advantage of the, right. uh, the system. They're slipping and, through the cracks. Yeah, and that the well, they slip is, through the cracks, but they do it by plea bargaining. And, the, you know, your, your government bureaucrats, they're implicit in that. He says this is nothing short of nuts. What is needed to com- competently fight a war, and al-Qaeda is indeed at war with us, is the ability to gather information. Well, Telling the enemy that it has a right to remain silent is absurd. This is, okay, so is all this requires is for the government to decide that you're a terrorist. You're a terrorist. You have no rights. That's right. We're going to torture you, we're gonna and we're going to get forever. whatever information we want to get out of you. And we will hold you indefinitely. Right. You're a drug terrorist. You're a burglary terrorist. You're whatever terrorist we say. You're I mean, an this enemy is, of the state. This is, this is how liberty goes down, to great applause, right? Indeed. I mean, this is it. Let's skip hee-ho-hum down the road to tyranny. Well, I mean, what does Joseph McQuaid have to worry about it? As long as he toes the line of the state, he doesn't have to worry about them ever coming after him and his newspaper. Oh, it's no. Not a hundred. You can't be certain, but it's, you it, know, it just seems likely. like he's, he's definitely into that whole re- religious fervor over whatever the state does. It's got to be right. Yeah. It's got to be the right thing that needs to be done. The and, religion, and I, I religion of government. That. Yep. More from uh, Joe McQuaid here. He says, Paul believes that if a U.S. citizen throws in with al-Qaeda or associated groups overseas where he plots American death and destruction, we need to somehow find him, arrest him, and bring him back to stand civil trial here rather than eliminate him, even if that is the only option. So, again, just advocating just a wholesale, just slaughtering people, just slaughter people. Uh, you the know, U.S. can determine prior to any sort of trial that you are trouble and uh, then destroy you. That's what this man is saying. Sure, I'm, okay. in a foreign, I'm in a foreign country. I have ideas that do not uh, fit whatever, you know, some government, you know, set of government bureaucrats like. They can eliminate me with no trial or anything like that. Yep, and that's, that's what this guy thinks is American. Which I think is really sick. Well, this guy won't say it, but he's saying that this is only true for people of Arab descent. This is, uh, or you know, Persian or whatever. These, this is, this is what I mean about Muslims. I'm not talking about real Americans. But no, that's no, what's but completely. He, no, he does. He talks about he that the people say. Okay, this is only pertaining to the Muslims and the uh, the people who are going to do the terrorism acts. Blah blah blah. But they don't really reserve this sort of treatment for those individuals. They also sort of have this spiteful, antagonistic view of anyone who would question the state line or the state policy or the state at all, period. If you are a dissenter, well, you must be siding with that al-Qaeda. Well, right? that's, I mean, not what he means. that's not what he means when he says this. He believes that these are bad ideas held by real Americans. However, we need to be able to use the, the force of uh, you know, war against people who are in the United States mainland, citizens, you know, whomever, no, if what, we determine that they're I'm terrorists. Speaking, what I'm speaking to is how, he is, how the individuals like this are able to simply deny someone the humanity that is, that is inherent in that being. You know, they're able to demand, d- deny that person as even a human being, and I could treat them like they're less than human, their property at this point, mm-hmm. just chattel meant to be, uh, you know, put in so many cages and, and tortured so many times. Well, you must be insane if you don't support the state line on everything. 
you must be some sort of dangerous threat to uh, humanity. Yeah, you know, if I thought the state was good at catching terrorists, if I thought it was good at anything, you might you might be able to talk to me about this issue. But I think that the government is full of unaccountable people, and by unaccountable, I mean they're not accountable for their actions. No you can't, kidding. You can't bring them to court for what they do, and I think that that results in a great deal of inefficiencies. And by inefficiencies, I mean they spend too much. They don't. Have to, they don't have to be accountable for what they do. I mean, you know, well, the, you want this organization making the decision as to whether or not it should kill Americans without trial? This guy, Joseph here, he's his paper has been doing good years ago, back in the day when the dead tree sort of papers were the you know paper of record and the news of the day. And now he's desperately clinging on to what little is left of the status quo, mm-hmm. and and he can't see this change come because what what if Ron Paul brings the the new rush of internet users and people just all of a sudden don't need papers anymore? You know, his from his perspective, from a from his sort of publisher perspective, he's definitely having a lot to lose in the future, regardless of whether or not Ron Paul wins or not. But this is his last desperate cry to to mean something, to be influential, to have some sort of the power over his readers. You want to talk about unaccountable bureaucrats? I'll give you an example of uh, one I encountered today. Let's talk to Rod first in North Carolina. Rod, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, fellas, what's happening? What's on your mind, Rod? Yeah, I wanted to uh, talk about Dr. Paul. I'm another one of those... Uh black men that didn't quite get the memo that Ron Paul was racist. <laughs> All right, I want to hear more about it here in a moment. Rod, and uh, we'll return to you, so stick with us. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line, so we'll hear from uh, one gentleman who uh, considers himself a black guy uh, in a moment here. More with Rod and your thoughts as well. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. All you have to do, call 855-450-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL, C-A-I, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. You can uh, get interactive over at freetalklive.com on our bulletin board system with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. allows you to uh, interact by posting messages back and forth uh again bbs.freetalklive.com and want to invite you to the liberty forum free state project puts it on it's a yearly event generally though this year there was something that went wrong uh unfortunately it didn't happen in 2011 but it's back for 2012 and it's going to be back in a big way february 23rd through the 26th is when it's happening it's a thursday through a sunday it's going to be a weekend of fun being around other hundreds of other like-minded liberty-oriented folks uh, i know that uh, i will be there uh, jj i believe you will be attending yes i will uh, mark will uh, you'll be there as well and uh, we'll be actually doing free talk live live from the event and You'll get to meet some of the same voices that you hear on the air on this program, both calling.
caller and uh, host because a lot of the the activists and that, a lot of the people we talk about too. Yeah, a lot of the uh, a lot of the activists here in New Hampshire, those that have moved here as part of the Free State Project, uh, some New Hampshire natives as well are going to be in attendance, and people from around the world will be coming to the Liberty Forum to check it out to see what it's like to be around other people that actually believe like you do. The people that you know, like imagine moving a bunch of Ron Paul supporters all to the same place permanently. I mean, that's that's kind of what you've got going on here, except beyond that, uh, you've got uh, a wider variety of, uh, of interests and in political. You know, some people want to do political activism. Some want to do civil disobedience. And, of course, Ron Paul's the kind of guy that supports all of it. Like Ron Paul, he gets civil disobedience. He supports inside the system stuff. Uh, and I, I agree with Ron Paul. I mean, whatever can ad- advance liberty in our lifetime, I, I think we need to see it all happen. And it's all happening here because we're getting people that love liberty together. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about the event. You'll learn about some of the great speakers that they've got lined up. Uh, just announced most recently, Prax Girl, who has her own uh, YouTube channel online and uh, talks about all kinds of intelligent stuff. Uh, so she's going to be there. Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture. Also, uh, Peter Schiff from the Europac uh, group. Euro-Pacific uh, Capital, I believe. Yep. So uh, Carlos Miller from Pixic and the Photography is Not a Crime blog. I mean, it's gonna it's looking to be a really nice lineup of speakers that they've got. Joel Salatin, the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding a, in a Farming Business. He's going to be one of the keynote speakers along with Peter Schiff. So go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, get signed up, and to save 10%, use our discount code. It's FTL2012. That's FTL2012 is a discount code at freestateproject.org. Let's go back to Rod. He's listening in North Carolina. You're back on Free Talk Live, Rod. Hey, what's happening? Yeah, I'm uh, so back in the house to let you know how I feel about Dr. Paul. Please, as a black man. Yes. Uh, when it you know first hit, and I knew it was coming as a, as a Dr. Paul supporter. I mean, how could you not know this was going to yep, happen? Sure. He, he reached you know that level that he's reached right now, and it's great to see it. I love it. That they were going to come with this stuff. And uh, I dealt with this like maybe 17 years ago about, you know, Dr. Paul. And I've been watching his career since then. And, you know, at that particular point, you know, I just saw it, looked at it, didn't bother me that much, and just discarded it. He didn't write it. I know that for sure, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, it's amazing. They go after him for this kind of stuff. But giving out bailouts, uh, continuing this absolutely destructive war on drugs that he is the only uh, candidate I see that stands against, and bombing brown people all over the world just, I don't know, because, oh, that's not racist. No, no, those other candidates aren't. They don't have a racist bone in their bodies. They're just killing those brown <laughs> folks for the good of America. And these candidates support a magazine like National Review, which had the had, oh. you know, had, had equally bigoted sort of statements in the uh, late 80s also. I mean, the same time frame. Yes, I read a, a great article from uh, uh, Thomas DeLorenzo about that uh, about two days ago. That he was talking about those issues and the, yeah. the great stuff. And, uh, you know, racism and, has only recently yeah. gone out of fashion for Republicans. I mean, and that's right. uh, you know that's that's the long and the short of it. I say this as a guy who's been a registered Republican ever since I've been able to register. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I started down that road, and then Dr. Paul pretty much took me to the next level. And, mm-hmm. and reading things like from Murray Rothbard's uh, Ethics of Liberty. All right, so but Rod, you're a, you're sound like a long time Ron Paul supporter. What are you seeing yeah. in you know, for lack of a better term, the black community? Uh, I mean, people that are around you who are also black. I mean, and that maybe not uh, as as familiar with Ron Paul as you. How is this affecting them? Are they just taking it at face value? Are you seeing a variety of responses? What are you, what are you seeing out there? Uh, well, a variety of responses. Some folks 
you know, I knew this when this, this happened, they were going to, you know, say, well, I didn't know that about Ron Paul. And the first thing they do is they come to me, which is good. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, essentially, since number one, it, my, my idea is it's just bigger than Ron Paul. It's just that he's probably right now one of the best purveyors of those ideas. They come to me, they want to talk about it, they want to know about these letters, and, and I just take them down the road, and then I shove them off to people like you guys, and naturally it's kind of a culture shock when they listen to your show, or somebody like Thomas Woods, or Thomas DeLorenzo, or Lou Rockwell, and yeah, they pretty much get it. Reading is a great thing, and a lot of the people that I know, they're readers, they're avid readers like I am. Mm-hmm. So they get that, they see that, and they let it mull over a little bit in their minds, and you know, like I tell them, I mean, you know, whatever you decide to do after this, you know, fine and Danny. But as I believe, Dr. Paul and, and most of my uh, libertarian brothers believe, whatever choice you make in your life, that's completely up to you how you feel about this. If you want to have a great conversation about liberty, I'll be around. But, you know, if it's just not to your liking, peace be with you. What can I do for you? you know? But yeah. generally, what I'm seeing is they're a little bit stunned by it. And sure. those that you can help and you can talk to and have a conversation with, They've taken a look at it, and they said, well, I see what's going on here. The man's become the front-runner. They've been ignoring him. They, uh, some of them said, yeah, they noticed him back in, in 2007 when he was running. And they said, well, why are they bringing this up now if supposedly guys like you, and I trust you, Rod, if you've seen what's going on with Dr. Paul and you're still with him, you know, what's going on here? Mm. You know, uh, you know when, when I when I looked at this issue, it's it seemed to me, um, you know, I I find the statements that were were written in those newsletters to be, you know, very upsetting. But at the same time, I think that uh, people understand, and especially especially people of color who probably have to deal with the, uh, the 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 problems of racism more than than most folks, uh, you know, you know, people that uh, would be commonly called white have to deal with. I think that they understand that everybody harbors some kind of prejudices in their minds and that these things can change over time. So I wonder what the period of time since these newsletters were written matters. Because even if you did think that Dr. Paul um, you know, wrote this stuff, and if you read a lot of the articles, you would believe that he did write this stuff. Um, you know, it was, it was still 20 years ago. Exactly. And look at him and look at what he's been saying lately. He is the only man that wants to do away with the war on drugs. And you know for well, for a man of my paint job, how deadly the war on drugs is. Absolutely right. right. That, that, as far as I'm concerned, is the number one most racist policy in place by the government is the war on oh, drugs. Definitely. Yep. Uh, and he's the only candidate who even gives a hoot about talking about it and yep. wants to end it completely. To me, if you were a racist, you would want to keep all of those uh, blacks and Hispanics exactly. in prison that have been put there because of the war on drugs. Yes, his, his whole pol- his policies he believes in are just completely antithetical to anything that would come out of a racist. If you're a racist and looking for a seat of power like the presidency, as evil as it is, you know, how could you have policies like that and be, and be as consistent with it for nearly 30-some years? Come on, man, a racist, you got to be kidding me. All right, Rod, so now a tough question for you. What's it going to yeah. take to get a guy like you to move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project? <laughs> <laughs> We're recruiting, Rod. Well, <laughs> Okay, here, here, here it comes. Look, I've got some family things I take care of, and you know how family is. My parents are yeah, getting older, true, and I'm trying true. to take care of them. But uh, I'm dedicated to the Free State Project, awesome. and I am coming. 
Great. It just won't be in the next couple of years. I mean, I you can look for me in about two or three years. All right. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you, and uh, you'll definitely stick out when you get here. Uh, but I <laughs> yeah. look forward to it either way. There's one guy that moved to Nashua. He's a listener of the mm-hmm. show. He's a black guy, and his uh, name's Callan. And he's like, I thought there'd be more, you know, diversity up here, and there's just not. No. You know, there's just... Well, look out. We may be coming, man. You I <laughs> hey, hope might so. get enough up there, and maybe they'll have some bro talk live. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. He, yeah, he said he wants to get into radio, so I thought I think that'd be awesome. Thanks for the call, yeah, uh, Rod. Appreciate uh, hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. He means bro as in brother, not bro as in, like, the guys with the hats, the punk white kids that call themselves bros. <laughs> I haven't even heard that. Yeah. Uh, eight five five four. You never heard of Bro Love, Mark? You should look it up. It's Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. So enjoy those features there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that $3 in and invest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up there with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right through our secure website. Once again, amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum and podcast and more, amp.freetalklive.com. So let's wrap up this piece here and get right back into your phone calls. There's only a couple more paragraphs from Joe McQuaid, the head of the Union Leaders, the publisher of the Union Leader, which is the biggest newspaper in New Hampshire. Of course, it's a newspaper that probably doesn't mean too much anymore. But uh, these, you know, I guess they still they still exist and people still buy them. Some someone out there is buying newspapers. Uh, they're dying off. I, I think get the newspaper delivered to my house every day. Do you really? I do. Which one? Uh, the Sentinel, the local Keen one. Sentinel, okay. yeah. Because some people get this Union Leader delivered all the way they out do. here. It's a statewide kind of uh, paper. But I wouldn't say that that is um, anywhere like one in twenty houses. Why do you, Why do you get the paper delivered to your house? Because uh, you know it can I, mostly for coupons and community really? community stuff. Knowing what's going There's on that inside many the coupons community. In there? There's lots of coupons in there. I mean, it doesn't cost that much. So if you get one coupon a day, yeah. um, then you know you've paid for the newspaper. I in guess I'm just cases. not the coupon cut cutting kind of guy. I'm so, not the yeah. nor am I. Um, it's I'm not getting. I'm not cutting the coupons. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, when my wife goes away, I don't know what to do with the newspaper. Um, it doesn't really even get looked through. I look for the, the headlines bur- online. Put it in the heater, man. You can put things in the heater, right? That that set on fire at sure. your house, right? Um, That's where it belongs. I look. I tend to look at the the news online, but yeah. there's there's some community things that I like to see. You know, this is going on. That's going on. Um, you know that that you wouldn't be able to see otherwise. So uh, this, again, the uh, publisher of the Union Leader, uh, he is just chastising Ron Paul. He is all on the attack here, calling him nuts. Nuts. uh, That's sweet. The headline is, Ron Paul is truly dangerous. 
And my favorite part of this article is, is right here toward the end, so I wanted to make sure we got it in. He says, we are in a much different kind of war than we have ever faced. But Paul doesn't see it. He has repeatedly said that U.S. aggression is responsible for 9-11 and other attacks on America from radical jihadists. He has repeatedly said that we should allow Iran to continue to develop a nuclear weapon. This is the same country whose leadership vows death to America, the satanic power, and who wants Israel wiped from the map. Now, he seems a little out of touch. When you say that, what do you mean? I, I just think he is he's more in the mentality of fear-mongering and, and, and just sort of believing this hypothetical situation in which the whole world is out to get us. You know, this whole this whole idea that, oh, they hate us for our freedoms. And in that whole mentality that spawns this pro-do-anything-to-hurt-people-over-there uh, and, you know, you know, forget about everybody back home that, that dissents. It's basically that, that whole thing where he is just out of touch with reality. Right, as though Iran, as though the people in Iran who are in power there are so insane that they would, if they actually did develop a nuclear weapon, right, and use it. Very important to, to point out that the International Atomic Energy Association has checked Iran up and down and sideways, and there's no evidence. There is no evidence that they are creating a nuclear program. I uh, mean, they Michelle have, Bachman says there is. So right. Well, the, the, the most recent uh, quarterly report from the IAEA, um, the, the, the new the new head of over there is Pakistani, and he talks about things that had happened pre two thousand and three. You know that nuclear uh, that that Iran had a nuclear program. Yeah, they did. They did have a nuclear program almost a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So to bring up these things is clearly a political ploy, and it's more saber rattling. Now, if Ron. I don't know whether – you know, I don't like the idea of Iran getting a, a nuclear weapon, not because I think that, um, that some countries should have nuclear weapons and some countries shouldn't. But my concern about a nuclear weapon is generally what it does is it adds to the stability of a particular government. It is difficult to unseat a government that has a nuclear weapon for its people to unseat that government. You'll, you'll find – much more sort of revolution going on in countries that don't have nuclear weapons than ones that do. And so, therefore, I have a problem with that. that if, the, if Iran did get a nuclear weapon, the United States government would work very hard to see its government not get overthrown because they wouldn't want the instability around that weapon. So that's the biggest problem that I have as far as Iran getting a weapon. Not that I think that they're going to use it. Plus the fact that no, I'm really confident no, no, that Israel will take care no, of that fear, problem. The fear is that Iran gets a nuclear weapon so that it can defend itself against Israel. And that is the fear. The fear is that Israel won't be able to dominate any other country in the region. That is the fear. The fear that Israel, for whatever reason, will lose support from the United States and all that free money and and, and not free but discounted military sort of equipment and, and be vulnerable. I think that's probably true, but he doesn't say specifically what his fear is regarding the nuclear weapon. And I feel like when you bring up Iran plus nuclear weapon, the, the, they're attempting to gin up fear amongst the American people. I mean, the idea being that, my God, if Iran could just get this nuclear weapon, they would wipe us off the face of the earth. Which, of course, no other country with a, you know, no other hostile uh, country with a nuclear right. weapon has ever done because they would be wiped off the face of the earth as well. And they know it. And it's a, well, st- you know, it's a nuclear stalemate as a result of that. Look at Pakistan. A country which we know has had 
jihadists and Al Qaeda, and where maybe even they killed Osama bin Laden for for whatever their scheme is or their their latest uh, explanation for his death. You know, they they are. It's not like Iran is is suspected. It's we think they have this. We they, we have this idea. This sus. You know, they don't have. Solid We're scared proof. to death that Iran Wait, might get a nuclear weapon. The thing is, is Pakistan has solid proof that these people are already there and they have a nuclear weapon. Okay, they have a nuke. Pakistan and they does, are, yeah. Pakistan, and they already have those people there. Okay, the scenario is already played out. Right. Why but, are people trying to draw fear about this similar scenario in this other area if it's already happened? Because the fear is, is that um, these Muslim folks are crazy. Look, they blow themselves up. And the reason they blow themselves up, and you, you, you know, authors have uh, shown this to be true, is that people that commit um, the, the suicide bombings are generally an occup- most almost entirely, exclusively in occupied countries mm-hmm. because they have no other options. And so the United States and you is, probably is, see Americans you, doing the same thing. The United uh, States and its puppet governments occupy the Middle East almost entirely. Those people have no other choice but to uh, be, um, you know, terrorists and um, you know suicide bombers. So therefore, um, these people are nuts. I mean, it's the circular logic that uh, confirms itself. Yeah, just don't think too hard about it. Leave uh, them alone. I swear they'll leave you alone. So look, what I love about this guy's article. This is the publisher of the paper. Now, if you're the publisher of a newspaper, you can have as many words as you want. Yeah, you get to say whatever you want, and right. nobody else gets to say anything in rebut. No one's editing you. Okay, so if you wanted to, if this guy, uh, this Paul, Joe McQuaid, if he wanted to make his editorial twice as long, he could have done it. He's the publisher. So why does he just, I mean, it's just, it's, I think it's interesting that he just throws this out there. He says, Ron Paul has repeatedly said that we, uh, that, uh, that U.S. aggression is responsible for 9-11 and other attacks on America from radical jihadists. Yeah, it's true. He has repeatedly said that. But you don't say anything to, to, to rebut it. But, don't you have anything to say to that, Mr. McQuaid? Why did you even put that in your article if you weren't going to uh, to call him out or call him out on the carpet? Show show why Ron Paul's wrong about repeatedly making that statement. Yeah, exactly. you've got all the dead you know tree pulp that you you need to do it. He says, never mind that Paul, being the favored candidate of the lunatic fringe, ah. see the white supremacists, anti-Semites, truthers, etc. Never mind his refusal to disavow a third party run, which would only help President Obama's reelection. His defenders. Right. Say so uh, this is this is the the thing I love about the tried and true Republicans that just can't get around the fact that their only option is to vote for Ron Paul if they want a Republican to win in the uh, 2012 presidential election. You know, ah, he hasn't said that he won't run. He He should say he won't run. He we hate him <laughs> in the Republican Party, but he should be true to the Republican Party because <laughs> right. yeah, he's got no choice. I mean, because all you can do is yell. Right. All you can do is cry. Because the fact is, if you're a Republican, you've got to ro- vote for Ron Paul if you want the Republican to win. Because if Ron Paul runs third, the Republican will not win. End of story. You don't have to like it. You just have to live with reality. And what does Paul have to lose this time around? Last time right. he didn't run third party. This time he's not running again for re-election in Texas. He's done. He's done with his political I don't think he career. even wants to talk about that, though. He doesn't want to talk about no, the idea not. of him not getting the GOP nomination because he's dead on set on getting that nomination. And then dealing with be. it afterwards. Right. Yeah, as, as he should be. And uh, finally, he says here, his defenders say they admire Ron Paul's consistency. It is true. Paul has been consistently spouting this nonsense. It's a <laughs> about time new hampshire voters showed him the door well it's about time new hampshire residents stop stop buying this terrible rag of a paper
That, uh, well, you know, I like it when the union leader links to uh, our stuff you over know, at You know, I've read a lot of stuff out of the leader that I don't like. So as far as I'm concerned, it's useless to me. I'll take the publicity wherever I can get it. Uh, 855-453. The Republicans have to have newspapers. SACL hey, CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. How much you want to bet this guy would go crying to the state if his paper were failing for a bailout? It's Free Talk Live. DigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis head in interplanetary space. Venus Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of this program here, as always, with you. It is Ian, JJ, and Mark. And inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give to you there. In fact, you can control the content of the site simply by submitting show prep to it. Uh, you've got to get yourself a free account. You find a URL online that you think is interesting. Maybe it's something fun, maybe something serious, whatever. You submit it to freetalklive.com, and then others can vote as to whether or not they appreciate what you've suggested. You get to vote on things as well, and the most voted up make it to the front page of the site and at the top as well, so more people can see it at freetalklive.com. So do get over there and get interactive. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, as we continue here, we'll take your calls about what you want. Then coming up, JJ, you'll give us an update on the state of the business of Hollywood. They have been complaining for a long time that piracy is eating away way billions of dollars in profits uh killing jobs and etc it's just like piracy is going to be the death of their industry according to their press releases is it true well we'll find out here in a little bit uh but daniel is on the line listening in washington daniel you're on free talk live with the njj and mark hey hey guys good evening hey what's on your mind tonight uh well i was hoping maybe you could give me a few minutes each and uh kind of go through the story of how you guys came to the ideas of liberty, maybe a couple of the broad strokes, that kind of thing. What's your your hope? I mean, we're happy to do that. What's your hope to uh, find out here? Are you going to, you know, figure out? No, I'm just kind of interested in maybe what your previous political views were and what changed your mind. Great question. Uh, JJ, do you want to start? Sure. I I basically... I think I've I've always been liberty minded, but I never really had words to put to the the thoughts in my head. But basically, it was the uh, 2007 Ron Paul presidency run that, uh, or the the nomination run, I should say, that first attracted my attention. And then from there, I discovered Free Talk Live. Uh, a lot of the activism going on in New Hampshire. I discovered the FreeStateProject.org, and from then on, it was basically. Um, I guess a leap off of off of a cliff because I moved within about six weeks of this whole. I'd, I'd say the entire thing from discovering the Ron Paul message to moving to New Hampshire was probably a total of about two months. Wow, and, it's incredible. Yeah, what and were your previous that, thoughts? Yeah, before that, did you have any thoughts? As far as uh, I didn't, I didn't really think much about the candidates and whatnot. I, I actually despise politics and despise the federal government and basically all our government. Politics are a bunch of crooks. Basically, anything political I didn't like. I was just like, I don't believe it. I don't trust it. 
There you go. Mark? Um, you know, I've, I've been very interested in talk radio and politics and, you know, for qu- quite some time. I was uh, pretty much your standard issue. Well, it, in high school, I went but uh, started delving into the ideas of uh, communism and anarchism and looking at these things. But, you know, I can't say that I delve too deeply. I delve deeply enough to know something to be able to say, I'm an anarchist, you know, or I'm an anarcho-communist or whatever. And just that deeply, just, you know, some words some names some dates some places things like that um uh, you know then over time i kind of returned to the republican roots of my uh family essentially and you know thought those were good ideas i got an imprimis magazine free subscription um and you know which is a little newsletter and i really liked that i listened to rush limbaugh and liked that uh, there were certainly some ideas like uh, marijuana legalization that i've always had some level of uh of, of idea that that made made a certain amount of sense um but you know frankly it was uh being on the show with ian over time and the uh the callers consistently calling in and making points that you know from a moral standpoint and from a consistency standpoint um you know we're just irrefutable it's you can you can stand on the point of fear and you can stand on the point of i'm not sure that'll work and those are important points i suppose uh especially i'm not sure if it'll work but you know you're it's it's tough to be consistent it's tough to be moral and not have the ideas of liberty so for me uh i would say that when i was growing up uh, i was in a family that was republicans my mom and dad were both republicans but they weren't like party member republicans i don't recall ever being dragged to uh, like a republican party meeting or anything like that so they were just you know registered republicans and uh, my dad was someone who uh, liked talk radio, so I started, you know, I, I heard growing up some some talk radio like Rush Limbaugh. I remember, you know, specifically the the Rush is Right bumper sticker uh, from from being younger, and I remember being in Rush Club uh, where there was like a club of three kids at, at school that got together, and I don't know what we did. I don't even remember, but you know, we all listened listened to Rush Limbaugh. And, you you weren't in the chess club though, right? Right. <laughs> So and they have something to do during club time. Yeah, again, I don't even remember what the point of Rush Club was, except to just you know get people who listen to Rush Limbaugh together, and that's uh, so that's what I remember from being younger. Uh, so clearly, you know, I was raised with whatever Republican viewpoints were coming out of the the talk radio set uh, back then. And I think my real path started to change when I smoked marijuana for the first time in uh, when I was 16. Uh, I'd you know I'd already become an atheist by that point. I'm no longer an atheist now, but at that point, you know, I'd already realized that you know questioning what was was important, and uh, I think that probably helped me out a little bit. Uh, But I think just generally the the just the shock of discovering that I'd been lied to by the government about this plant, uh, cannabis, was a real eye-opener for me. And it allowed me, I think, to be more open to the ideas uh, down the line of, uh, of liberty. Although that said, I think, like JJ, I've always had an anti-authoritarian streak. I mean, because I can remember being, you know, not doing what I was told uh, and not being appreciated, not, not appreciating being told what to do all the way back till as early as, you know, kindergarten, uh, for instance. I'll ask questions, but I'm definitely a rule follower. Yeah, I, I never liked. Being I told never, what to do. for some reason, I've always, my whole life has been a situation in which I was able to like sort of avoid conflict with the author- authorities mm-hmm. or authoritarians for some reason. I think maybe my manner or just the way I, I, I guess I'm somewhat respectful for towards everybody, but I never really had to be like 
one of the rule breakers while still being independent. You know, there were certain rules you follow just to get along, just to to make good with your parents or whatever. And as long as I followed these these few couple rules, they would let me do whatever I want. That was generally my situation with my parents. Uh, I, I broke rules more at school than I would uh, would break it at home necessarily. And when I was when I was getting older, uh, you know, maybe seventeen, my parents never really cared where I went and, and what I did. Uh, you know, at nighttime, as long as I was coming home safe, they didn't really bug me about that. So that was good. Uh, they certainly been, could have been more controlling, and they they weren't in that way. But you know, to the political transition, it was definitely you know the the, the smoking of cannabis that was a real eye opener for me. And at some point, I discovered the Harry Brown campaign for president in the year two thousand. Uh, you know, I found Harry Brown prior to that campaign and uh, read his book. Why government doesn't work and that was the real clincher for me uh that book really just showed in real clear terms because harry brown is a great writer someone who can keep uh really intellectual ideas simple uh for folks and uh, that that book right there and you know the libertarian party is what brought me in and then ever since then it's been a, a it's just been a path of becoming more and more understanding of the principles of liberty and and being more willing to actually apply those principles in my life and and take more risks uh to achieve freedom i hope that answers your question Yes, it certainly does. What about you, Daniel? What's your story? Um, I should have been a little more prepared. Uh, well, I, I would say I used to be sort of conservative Republican, and probably through realizing that most of what people in charge said wasn't maybe true or sort of mostly misleading and not always right, kind of a lot of BS coming from the people who were in charge of things, I ended up kind of, you know, how you did questioning whether what they said was true, and that just brought me all the way through towards liberty, I guess. And then Stefan Molyneux, his moral arguments for uh, a stateless society brought me, you know, the last little bit from minarchism to uh, voluntarism, I guess. So, so would you say you're relatively recent then? I mean, you, you cited Stefan Molyneux, so would, within the last decade you oh, yeah. came on board? Yeah, within the last year. Okay, wow. Well, well, welcome aboard. I hope that uh, we were able to answer your questions. Anything else on your mind tonight? Uh, no, I can. I'll call back some other time. All right, Thanks. sounds good. Thanks, Daniel, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Everybody's got their story, and uh, it's always kind of interesting to hear what uh, people's personal paths to liberty were because people come from all over the place. Whether it's uh, you know dyed in the wool socialist to hardcore Republican yep. to you know totally uh, completely non politically affiliated, completely apathetic. Uh, people come from the uh, come from various different locations uh, mentally to the ideas of liberty, and that's one of the things that's so great about it. It's very uniting philosophy, as Ron Paul points out. Free talk. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we invite you over to the website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features we give to you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine, shrine.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses. Um, it could be your business. If you have a company and, you know, accounts receivable, collections, uh, you know, sending out bills, all these things are not what you got into business for. SACL CAI can do it for you. And they can do it in a manner that will protect your business. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. They're not one of these collection firms out there that's out breaking people's kneecaps or something like that. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. Click through. See their brand new website. Well, it's not quite brand new, but it's it's a pretty darn new website. You probably haven't seen it already. Go to, go take a look at it. It's uh, uh, SACLCAI.com. Let's continue with you and your calls. Kevin is listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Kevin. Well, I'm not really listening again, guys. Notre Dame football tonight. So oh, I had to call dreaded sports. Second. Well, you would be listening to WXNT. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts. <laughs> okay. Called the other night, and uh, I just wanted to, what I wanted to call about tonight uh, was that I'm looking at 1972 as kind of the crossroads in our economy and our socialization of, our, of America. That was when we had a dramatic beginning of the decline in manufacturing base and the rise in welfare payments, et cetera, and the lifestyle of people now. Kevin, I have heard, and this was, uh, let me quote my source here, this was from, I think, the Competitive Enterprise Institute, uh, stated that in 2005, uh, manufacturing in the United States was greater than it was in 1975 and 1955, and that the reason was it wasn't manufacturing jobs, it was manufacturing, and that more manu- machines? Machines. It was about machines. So I, I want to be clear on the on what you're trying to say there. Are you talking about manufacturing jobs? Jobs. Okay. Yeah, jobs. And, and in other words, you're beginning of the end of the automotive industry, the textile industry, of the maritime industry, building ships, where we went from 30% of all ships bringing product into this country. Now it's down to 3%, and the loss of all those jobs is incredible. If you know, it's capitalization. Anyway, well, jobs go away over time. I mean, if uh, well, you know, whatever. Obviously, there's a reason. There's no more blacksmiths, really. You know, a lot of uh, clearly a lot of jobs went overseas due to regulation on the part of the government driving those businesses overseas. So, if it weren't for the government, probably a lot of those jobs. A lot of it's technology too. But yeah, a lot of those jobs went away because of uh, mechanization and industrialization and uh, automation and things like that. I mean, in in our very own business in the radio world, I remember in the late '90s they had come they came in to install the new profit system uh aptly named yeah. uh they spelled it p-r-o-p-h-e-t but everybody knew what the real deal was okay. uh but they brought in this radio automation system and they fired every single overnight guy in the entire company of clear channel basically yeah. and replaced replaced them with a voice track which is essentially another jock in another market cutting uh, the audio for the local station sending it over the internet and then you know basically plugging it into the overnight logs because they no longer needed a, a human being to stand there at three in the morning and place the CD put, in the put discs, the, discs on 
uh, turntables. Yeah, or the carts. You know, you didn't have to load up the carts. Guys, any of that I'm, stuff. I'm trying to make a point, and my point is, time. and welfare started on the rise in 1972, and it's to the point now where 51% of the people asked to receive more money from the government than they paid in. And then my point is, we are now on a, in a society where people are on welfare and not out there actually creating jobs. And that's the problem. We've gone the other way. We've got to start going the other way. Well, yeah, I mean, I think welfare is a problem. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, welfare uh, causes destruction of, of, of wealth because people that would otherwise be out working are choosing to, you know, suck off of the teat. And, and the state rules say that, um, you know, you can't – they don't say, here, we'll give you a certain amount of money for a certain period of time. Go out and do the very best you can, and then you'll be – you know, you can take off with this amount of money. They say, if you make one penny more than X, then we're going to take your money away. Uh, I had to put Kevin on hold. He was breathing into his phone. Kevin, you're back. Go ahead. Okay. The, the point is we've gone on the other side. We need to come back. So how do we do that? How do we start creating jobs, putting people to work? The federal government well, yeah. will have to crash and burn. Yeah, I think you can't you can't expect the government to create jobs. You can't expect we to create jobs. What you can do is remove the regulations and a lot of these trade compacts and all of this this red tape that businesses have to go through to either start a business to to run a certain type of business to expand their business to hire more people well, in some- theory you could do those things but the federal government isn't going to do that anytime soon right right the federal government uh, could exp- could create jobs by cutting welfare and saying this uh, they could say you have x number of months 6 12 18 and welfare is going away forever and ever there will be not one single federal dollar going to welfare states could do the same thing and then they're going to say we are we're going to rely on churches and uh, you know mutual aid societies and community groups to handle uh, charity in this way and people who need help we can get it from those organizations now if those, again nice theory but uh, you know what the, what are the odds of federal government's ever going to do anything I don't think like the that. odds are very high he asked me what can we do and I'm if we mean well, we generally can't do anything about generally that. means the government well I'm sorry did you mean we as in the government or we as in the uh, those of us who aren't the government Kevin uh, what I mean is, of course, I, I want to. I just want to have us back to work any way we can. Now, what I, the point? Another point I have to make is, in China and India, our biggest competitors, they have no welfare system. So over there, this is what we're going to pay you to work. If you don't like it, too bad. And they go to work for that wage. They make they make whatever product they they bring it over here, and that product is now in our stores, and we buy it, and we buy it at a much greater uh, cost. And that also knocks our manufacturing jobs out because we can't compete to make that product. So that's where I think that you guys are making a lot of sense in this. We have to say to our government, look, you're not in the business of we have to get people off welfare. So but they're they're not going to do that because what's the big political thing right now? They want to get the jot the extension on the on the unemployment, et cetera. It's just well, the government thing. bureaucrats don't want to get rid of welfare. They don't want to get rid of welfare for individuals, for corporations, or for the, countries. Right. They, 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 first of all, right. They don't want to get rid of the individual welfare because they're government bureaucrats that are running those programs, and they're very, very comfortable running those programs. And uh, you will be up against a huge union battle if you try to, you know, get rid of their departments. So that's not going to be an easy road. And then uh, beyond that, the, uh, the state representatives and senators certainly don't want to get rid of corporate welfare. Because uh, to give out corporate welfare means
means they're getting in corporate uh, campaign contributions, so they're not going to touch corporate welfare with a 10-foot pole. Uh, I mean, Ron Paul, in theory, could do something, but he's the, he's the, only, the only Ron Paul, so he can't do anything all by his lonesome right. about ending, uh, ending welfare. So, in, in essence, there's nothing we, as in the U.S. government, which I'm not the government, can do about it. They're not, there's nothing they will do, and as far as we and how what we can do about welfare, there's not a damn thing we can do besides withdraw our support from the system and refuse to uh, to support it, refuse to send money to these people, and refuse to obey them. I really think that non-cooperation is one of the only viable methods when it comes to the federal government. And I thank you, Kevin, for the call at 855-450-FREE. Also, we, those of us who love liberty, who understand what freedom means, can move together to the same place, albeit New Hampshire, uh, at freestateproject.org. And we can set ourselves free by non-cooperating with the feds, telling them to go F themselves and keeping the money that we earn and giving it to whoever we This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything that you want. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we give to you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. We have listening options. You can go and listen via our live streams, the radio, uh, the satellite listening options, webcam and the listen lines, all of it over at listen.freetalklive.com. Get the details on how to get tuned in there. Listen.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins. They're the world's first free market, peer-to-peer digital cash. They can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. They can't be counterfeited or inflated. And now you can buy them with a credit card or PayPal. Memory Dealers is proud to offer physical Bitcoins that you can hold in your hands, but can also be transferred back into normal digital form at any time. They make great conversation starters and Christmas gifts. Well, I guess Christmas is over. You could give them for New Year's if you want. Be part of the currency that's transforming the world. Buy your Bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. It's MemoryDealers.com. Let's go to Kelvin listening in Colorado on the amp lines. Kelvin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. What's on your mind, Kelvin? Hey, uh, I think the the way things are going with the Ron Paul campaign are definitely an excellent sign. Uh, as I recently heard on the Free Talk Live, the uh, the campaign now appears to be between the laugh at you and the fight you Stage on your on your Gandhi progression. Yeah, <laughs> and the Gandhi, yeah, the Gandhi the, spectrum of opposition. <laughs> yes, yeah, and that's way better than the ignore you that it's been for so long now. Absolutely. Whether uh, Ron Paul will win or not remains to be seen. But either way, whether he wins the election, he has certainly won the hearts and minds of a huge amount of the American people. I think at this point, and that on its own is a tremendous success. That right there is the, the big goal is to open some minds. Uh, so now that the political establishment seems to be horrified at the, the popular support for Ron Paul and his anti-interventionist, uh, anti-war position, uh, just one aspect of this, of, of the potential impact is uh, on the military industry. Uh, I recently watched an opportunity called, or I'm sorry, a documentary called Why We Fight, uh, and it has lots of inf- interesting information about the history of warfare 
and focuses mainly on the behind-the-scenes political and financial interests, which help shape policy. I've heard about this. I've heard it's, it's very good, and it's fairly recent, correct, the Why We Fight? Uh, 2005, okay. uh, so it doesn't go beyond that. But uh, even then, it's it's incredible if you've never really looked into this stuff before, which I hadn't. Uh, Interesting. So this it begins with President Eisenhower's farewell speech, where he introduces the famous phrase, uh, military-industrial complex. Uh, so I'm pretty sure most of the listeners are familiar with the phrase military-industrial complex, mm-hmm. and maybe... Yeah, that's one of them uh, phrases you know, them peaceniks use in order to top our brave men and women from killing people that are... Conspiracy <laughs> wing nuts. I am a peacenik. More. Guilty as charged. Total peacenik. Yes, and, and I'd like to mention, uh, before becoming president... Uh, Eisenhower was a five-star Army general, the supreme commander five of star? the Allied forces in yes. Europe. Four-star. Five-star. Yeah, he was a five-star general, one of the, maybe the last one or one of the last ones. Uh, he was the supreme commander of the Allied forces in Europe and the supreme commander of NATO. Uh, so he's not uh, like a peacenik guy. He knows about war. Uh, and Eisenhower right. is also yep. president from 1953 to 1961. So he's got uh, a ton of political yeah. experience as well as... Uh, yeah, if you, you, know, you do you know, don't take it from us. Take it from uh, Eisenhower or take it from uh, Smedley Butler, yes. the what two-time Medal of Honor winner who wrote War is a Racket uh, long before Eisenhower came out with that speech. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but this guy was a politician who was a president and he addressed the American people and warned them about this. So that I think that's you know, he's probably the last one that would, will ever do that. No doubt <laughs> and about it. Ball gets in. Kelvin, uh, what else did you so, want to share on, uh, on your mind tonight? Well, uh, keep in mind that when you took office, uh, we just, the United States had just developed the first multi-megaton thermonuclear weapons, and the uh, war with the Warsaw Pact was well underway. Uh, anyway, so I personally condensed his uh, farewell address to the things I consider relative to his warning, and I uh, would like to just read it to you guys, and I've been rehearsing, so it shouldn't suck too much if, if you'll allow me to do that. Okay, if it's not too long. Uh, well, I convinced as much as I could, and you you just jump in if I, you think I'm stretching it too far. Right. Okay. Uh, good evening, my fellow Americans. This evening I come to you with a message of leave-taking and farewell, and to share a few final thoughts with you, my countrymen. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But now we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually, annually spend more on military security, uh, that was a misquote there, <laughs> more than the net income of all the United States corporations. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. So he said back then that, uh, and this, yes. was, this was, what year was he getting out? Was it the uh, 1950s, late 50s? 1961. Yeah. Okay. So, so he said back then that they were spending more money on the military-industrial complex than all the other corporations combined. All, uh, the, the revenue from all corporations, or something like that. Yes, that's what 
Uh, let me see if I can quote that. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. That's huge. Uh, For 1961? Yes. Wow. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's years ago. It's stunning. Yeah. What is it now in comparison, I wonder? Anyway, go ahead, Kelvin. Uh, the potential for disaster, the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of the, this combination endanger our liberties or dem- democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals you know, so that security and liberty may prosper together. You know, I love when I they talk that, about the uh, the intelligent and, um, you know, dedicated voter out there who's going to, you know, take a very, very close look at the issues before they vote. Because I don't know if this person has ever existed, um, or at least this group of people. Certainly some people do. But, I, you know, I mean, I know what it was like when I went into the voting booth at some points in my life and there wasn't a, an R or a D behind somebody's name. I just have to look at their name and say, Oh, Anderson's a nice last name. I mean, I you really you I'm I'm in there Christmas treeing the voting. Uh, he, he tried to ballot. warn you. He tried to warn you. Go ahead, Kelvin, wrap it up. Well, well, well I I confess I've done the same thing, uh, and I try not to anymore. Uh, so here we go. Uh, I confess that I lay down my political responsibilities in this field with a definite sense of disappointment. I wish I could say tonight that a lasting peace is in sight. Thank you, and good night. Thanks so, for sharing that, Kelvin. I appreciate hearing you from go. you tonight, sir. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, this uh, five-star general thing, I guess it was about um, four of them. I thought he, General John Pershing, who had the uh, the, the the honor, I guess, I guess the title of uh, General of the Armies, um, which I, maybe he wore five stars. I don't know exactly. That's what I was getting confused with. He's the only one until, like, the 70s when they made George Washington. Still to come, J.J. is going to share with us some interesting numbers uh, from Hollywood, uh, where essentially the Hollywood establishment has been, you know, rattling the chains for the rattling the saber to uh, attack file sharers, saying that, you know, that these people need to be outlawed and that, you know, we did pass new laws that are going to stop this, uh, etc. And I've got this new new, uh, SOPA thing that they're pushing forward. Which is an incredible, you know, danger to freedom on the internet, and all of it is, you know, predicated on the idea that they've been losing money hand over fist thanks to places like the Pirate Bay and other people that are sharing files online. Is it true? JJ will give us some details in a moment. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk live. Moments remain. Enough time for your thoughts. If you make the call now, toll free to 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian here. JJ. 
And Mark. Inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Get interactive there and uh, support the show as well if you'd like. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get your hands on some flyers you can print. Uh, you can get uh, web graphics you can add to your site. And uh, get a free bumper sticker while you're at it. Go get that and more over at promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote freetalklive.com. So, JJ, let's uh, change gears here and talk a little bit about the Hollywood business because they've been saying for years that file sharing is killing Hollywood. There's billions of dollars. We're just losing cash hand over fist from all these terrible pirates. They're out there sharing our files. I mean, stealing our files. <laughs> and you know, they call it stealing, but right. I would call it sharing because unless something is actually removed from another person, you haven't actually lost anything. Uh, and when you copy files on the internet you don't lose the original because it's a copy Copy. and it's a perfect uh digital copy as well so you don't even lose any information in the copying process like you used to in the old days when people were copying videotapes with their vhs decks and you know the hollywood industry was making a stink about that back then too my god we need copy protection People are going to copy all of our movies and we won't make any money. They've always been complaining about this stuff. Even back when, what, weren't they complaining about audio cassettes they too, were. the record um, industry? The Dead Kennedys have a um, have an album. It's like a half EP or something like that. They put it on a cassette and it only covered half the cassette. On the back of the cassette, they said um, something like, um, you know, the, the record industry is losing millions every year from people copying music. Um, so we've left this side of this tape blank for you to do that. <laughs> wow. That's great. So what's the news, JJ? So this story is out of rawstory.com. Movie executives see record profits salaries despite piracy fear-mongering. Movie industry lobbyists like to say that online piracy costs their clients billions of dollars every year, and it's getting worse. But that doesn't quite seem to be the case, according to data released this week by a nonpartisan congressional research service. The CRS report shows the movie industry is doing very well, earning record profits and paying executives more than ever, even even as it hires fewer workers than it did just a decade ago. Although a recent National Crime Prevention Ad Council campaign Tries the uh, National Prevention Council ad campaign tries to make the point that piracy kills jobs. The CRS found that total gross revenues and box office receipts had doubled over the last 15 years. Grosses went from 5.2, f- 52.8 billion in 1995 to 104.4 billion in 2009. <laughs> That's now they're a- probably not factoring in inflation. While box office receipts went from 5.3 billion in 1995 to 10.6 billion in 2010, yet hiring still went down. One thing that has gone up higher than ever is executive pay. The CRS report noted that News Corporation CEO Rupert Murdoch made $33 million in 2011. Via, go, yeah, Viacom CEO Philip E. Dauman made $84 million. Time Warner CEO made $26 million, while Disney CEO made $29 million. And the low one on the total poll was Sony because of their the reduced... Uh, Losses. They, they, he took a 14% pay cut. He's only getting $4.3 million. Oh, geez. Times you know, are tough. You're talking about uh, inflation, but a lot of people haven't seen, a lot of jobs haven't seen increases in the paychecks for those particular jobs um, in those uh, you know, in areas. Those industries? Haven't seen, just in, 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 uh, in all industries. So people are paying, yeah, they're paying more for movie, pri- uh, movie tickets, but they're not making that much more. Some, some are. I mean, people you mean tend the people to move going through to the movies jobs. or the people working in the movie business? I'm sorry. 
Uh, you were ta- you said that uh, the revenues you're comparing the revenues and that they weren't adjusted for inflation. Uh, that's my guess. It didn't say they were, so it's probably true. I'd think that there's some plenty of jobs out there that haven't been adjusted for inflation too. Those right. people watch movies. Remember, I mean, you know, they may they maybe make they're making tougher choices, but they're still going to. I'm not going to see as many movies as I did a decade ago. The average American, you're right, Mark. The average American is not making twice as much as they did. I mean, if, if the movie industry is making twice as much as they did in the mid '90s as they are today. Uh, then it's certainly true that most people that were working in the mid-90s and are working at a you know hourly wage today are probably not making double. So yeah, I see what you're saying. They're they're out out you know outpacing the average person as far as the money they're making. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Gotcha. Revenues from the U.S. movie industry's home entertainment sector have been declining in recent years. The report noted, according to the Digital Entertainment Group, an industry-funded nonprofit, total U.S. spending on home entertainment, including movies and television content was $13.9 billion in, in 1999. Spending rose to a peak of $21.8 billion in 2004 before declining gradually to $18.8 billion in 2010. The, the decline partly reflects the shift to less expensive video-on-demand services such as Netflix. This is true. Yep, that's, it's changed everything. So, wait, so in 1999 it was how much? $13 billion, was it? In 1999 it was $13.9 billion. So it's still up. I mean, it's still up from 13 to $18 billion. I mean, it's not quite 50% more, but... Uh, They're doing know, fine. It's, now, it's the music industry, it. I'd be interested in seeing, hearing their numbers. They're probably well, being hit harder. Netflix is expect, expected to pay over $1.98 billion next year to keep the bulk of its online library, up from $180 million in 2010. So Netflix is going to be charged a lot more money by the studio. Mm-hmm. to be able to re- release this mm-hmm. content. And the studios at the same time are rolling out their own video-on-demand services and mm. setting caps on users' bandwidth consumption for some of the uh, cable providers. Mm. So, so it sounds like they're doing all right. and They're <laughs> doing just fine. They're claiming they're losing money hand over fist. Of course, their claim is going to be, JJ, that, uh, well, if it weren't for piracy, we'd be making billions more, see? Okay, sure, we're making twice as much in box office revenues as we have in the past, but we'd be making three times as much if it weren't for those darn pirates out there with their cams in the back of the, the theater recording a crap can yeah, uh, I, version I, of the movie in mono. I mean, what? I can't see how. Who watches well, that stuff? <laughs> the, the, the report goes on to say, Netflix at present time accounts for 30% of internet traffic in North America during peak hours, according to network wow. measurement firm Sandvine. Wow. That, that means Netflix far outweighs wow. movies being downloaded from the peer-to-peer network BitTorrent, which Sandvine estimates accounts for roughly 21% of internet traffic. Breaking that figure down... Breaking that figure down further still, a study into online privacy conducted by intelligence firm Envision Incorporated, commissioned by NBC Universal, and often cited by movie industry lobbyists, claims that 35% of BitTorrent traffic was people trading movies illegally. By comparison, another 35% was dedicated to sharing pornography not under copyright to the studios, and another 29% was television shows, books, music, software, and games. So... 21% 21% of the internet traffic is BitTorrent, according to the study. But only a portion of that is for movies. Only 30, 35% of that. So a third, you're looking at 7% of the internet is using it to trade movies, whereas 30% is being used to watch paid-for subscriptions. So if anyone is hurting the uh, movie industry, it's Netflix is what, That's is right. what they're saying. 
But of course, they need to have Netflix because that's what that's people, what people expect. Wanted, yeah, but people that's what, want that. That's what people want. And as you pointed out, they're even emulating Netflix, uh, their successful model of online video Didn't distribution. Didn't Netflix take it right on the chin recently trying to break up their model of... Um, yes, they know. did. And they backtracked. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they were going, and it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard of. They were going to split off their uh, their movie, like movies by mail business into a, into a new business called something retarded uh sounding and uh then oh god i don't even remember what it was it was so unremarkable quickster or something like that <laughs> uh, something unremarkable and then uh you know they decided that they weren't going to do that because they had a huge outpouring of uh, people yeah. that were upset people ready for their, their heads so very interesting yeah it's uh <clears throat> it's it's definitely interesting to, to read about how the difference strategies and and factors that come into like the 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 home the home market has always been one according to this story here uh, that the industry has hated they they tried to ban vcrs or tried to outlaw the vcr initially mm. and, and basically it's it's it too, new, puts too much power they don't the like new hand. technologies the industry does not like new technology that gives the consumer the ability to watch their own of course home movie experience well they're they are the old media they only know one way to do sure. business, and they that is we must control everything. If they want to change their business model, they want to be able to make the decisions. But I'm sorry, that's not the way the marketplace works. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got this uh, corollary story by Roger Ebert. Basically, he just to break it down real quick, he, he talks about why movie revenue is dropping. And he says this year there was no big uh, must-see movie like Avatar. Number two, ticket prices are too high. People have always made that complaint. Uh, the theater experience, um, many people are, don't like... All the noise and talking and text usage sure. and uh, refreshment prices are, are just way overpriced. Competition from other forms of delivery, streaming over the Internet and renting via DVD. And then of uh, lack of choice is another one that, that you points out, that there's, there's not a lot of choices in many of these new movie theaters. You only get a few hit movies, and then there's some movies that just aren't very good. They're Stinkers. just taking up spots in that lineup. Yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely seen news about 2011 being kind of a bomb year for uh, for the movie industry as far as not having a whole bunch of real winners uh, out there throughout the, the year. Captain America and Thor came out. Yeah, but did they do financially well? I mean, I don't know. I didn't it doesn't close, matter to me. I didn't pay close attention. But even with all that, even with all the bombs, they're still making more money oh, yeah. than they ever have. They are definitely making more money. Next so, year's The Avengers. I don't want to hear the complaining. Um, and fire, file sharing does not hurt movie ticket sales because file sharing just encourages people to see the products that they like. You see something online you think's good, you go see it in the theater. Wow, who wants to watch a telescan or whatever the, where the right. guy sits in the back of the theater with a video camera? I mean, it looks terrible. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com.